By the grace of God, I'm so thankful for the privilege to be able to tell you about the name of our God and His Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm thankful for the last verse of Psalm 45, the 17th verse, where the psalmist speaks of making His name known to all generations that men might praise the Lord Jesus Christ. I hope that I can move quickly through a large number of slides. Some of you know some of these things. You've heard them from me over the years. I hope that I can bring it together in a way that will be informative for you, encourage you, and give you great confidence in the name of the Lord like a high tower. A name that is above every name. There is the sacred tetragrammaton of the Hebrews, which we will come back to. But that is a hint of a great name that God gave to His people. And He took a while giving it to them. There were patriarchs that lived for 2,519 years before anyone knew the name of God. We want to look at that smallest of specks in our universe that you inhabit along with me tonight and 6.8 billion others. That little speck of dust that God flung out into space, 70% of it covered with water, He caused the dry land to come out of that water, and He created the universe. And we want to think of our God as our Creator and the Creator of all things. The first verse of the Bible says, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. Genesis 1, 1. And we have there a name, a title of our Creator. A little three-letter English word, God. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. God, our English word, means to be superhuman, not like us. Sovereign, meaning absolute power, the supreme ruler of all things. God means the creator of all things. So in the very first verse of the Bible, we have the name of God, a name of God, introduced to us as the creator of heaven and earth. The second verse, And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. There again in the second verse, we have the name or title of our Creator. The third verse, And God said, Our God is able to speak and things happen. God said, Let there be light. And there was light. The Hebrew word here, which is not important for you to know, because we trust and believe our King James Bibles, is Elohim. Verse 4, And God, Elohim, saw the light, that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. In all these cases, that three-letter English word means a superhuman being above us different from us, sovereign, supreme ruler of all things. But it's not definitive more than that. We're going to need more help from our God and Creator to know more about His character. And that's what the Bible is for, is to reveal God to us. Verse 5, And God called the light day, and the darkness He called night, and the evening and the morning were the first day. Let's keep reading in the book of Genesis. And we come to chapter 2. These are the generations, their creation. When you generate a child, you bring that child into existence. These are the generations of the heavens and of the earth when they were created. In the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. And there again in chapter 2, we have the little three-letter English word, God, representing the Hebrew word Elohim, telling us about our Creator. But there is something new in this verse, and this is the first time it appears in your King James Bibles. We have the word Lord, and it's all capitalized. Capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. In the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. Now God has a capital G and a little O and a little D. What is this Lord that's been added to God, the supreme, superhuman, sovereign ruler and creator of the universe? Why is it added to God? I thought God should be enough. 
Or you could think that God would be enough. After all, God is God. And since it's singular, without reading the rest of the Bible, which would be cheating a little bit for our study, we know that there's only one God. The Supreme Sovereign of the universe. But why do we have the Lord added? Why is it in all capital letters? It appears to be more important than the word God by the nature of it being capitalized. And what does it mean? And who wrote it differently than 1-1? Children, who was this man? Moses. Moses wrote Genesis 1-1 and Moses wrote Genesis 2-4. The bush was burning, but it was not consumed. And it's interesting when you read your King James Bible, it said, Moses said to himself, I think I'll turn aside and see what this is. The Bible's a wonderful book to read, every sentence of it. It was an unusual sight. The bush was burning, but it wasn't consumed. And the Lord told him to take his shoes off because he was on holy ground. I hope you can see his shoes. The picture could be made larger by pulling the table back a little bit. Where was Moses when this took place? Genesis 3.1 tells us, Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. This is the range of mountains where Mount Sinai was located, the place where God came down to earth and gave Israel the first covenant. Moses was there before he ever led Israel out of Egypt. It was called the mountain of God. We're in Genesis, we're in Exodus chapter 3. We're in Exodus chapter 3 still. Moreover, he said, I am the God of thy father. This is the burning bush. And the Lord is speaking to Moses out of the burning bush. I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God, because the Israelites in particular were very superstitious, that if they were to see God, they would die instantly. And so there was much fear about having seen God. Moses hid his face. What did Moses say back to the Lord? Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel, and shall say unto them, The God of your fathers hath sent me unto you. God is sending Moses back to the children of Israel in Egypt. He has been keeping sheep for his father-in-law Jethro for 40 years. God is sending him back to lead the church of the Old Testament out of its bondage in Egypt. Moses is now conversing with the Lord from the burning bush. And he asks, when you send me back, and they ask, what is your name? What am I going to tell them? What shall I say unto them? These are very important words. There are, there is a great controversy about the accents and vowel points on Hebrew consonants and words. And it's not worth our time. We trust our King James Bible. But I want you to notice here that it says, Moses asks, what is his name? Because he knows he's going to get asked that question. What shall I say? It's a pronounceable name. He wants a pronounceable name. What did God answer? And God, three little word, letter word, said unto Moses, I am that I am. The glorious name of God. The first time we read it in Scripture, 2,500 years after creation, Moses going to lead the whole church out of Egypt. A couple million of them, he asks, they're going to want to know, what is your name? What do I say? And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. A statement of absolute independence of all other creatures or creators He is what He is by the power within Himself. It is a glorious statement of our God, and there is no other God like this. I am that I am, and bless our King James translators following their Hebrew text and putting it in all capital letters. I am that I am. 
And he said, Thus shalt thou say. This is a pronounceable word. Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am hath sent me unto you. Exodus 3.14 What else did God say? And God said, Moreover, unto Moses, that means what else? Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, The Lord, God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, hath sent me unto you. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial unto all generations. That name, I am that I am, is God's name. This is His name. This is a name that He delights in and that he boasts of, and that he waited 2,500 years to reveal to his church. And it is his memorial to all generations. And here we are, 3,500 years after Moses at the burning bush, and we're making a memorial of God's great name. The name I am that I am. When did this happen? 2,513 years after creation, 1529 B.C., No one knew I am until then. Not Adam, Enoch, or Noah, not even Abraham. Moses was discouraged a couple chapters later in Exodus. Moses returned unto the Lord and said, Lord, Adonai. Notice, it's not all capitals. The second Lord. Wherefore hast thou so evil entreated this people? Why is it that thou hast sent me? For since I came to Pharaoh to speak in thy name from the burning bush, he hath done evil to this people, neither hast thou delivered thy people at all. In fact, it was getting worse for Israel. Pharaoh was making it harder on them because Moses was in there asking for the release of the Israelites. So God encourages Moses. We're in chapter 6 of Exodus, three chapters after the third chapter and the burning bush. And God spake unto Moses and said unto him, I am the Lord. All capitals. And I appeared unto Abraham, unto Isaac, and unto Jacob by the name of God Almighty. El Shaddai. Elohim Shaddai. Almighty God. But by my name Jehovah was I not known to them. How would that be for encouragement? 2,500 years of history, and the Lord gives you a special revelation of His name to go into Pharaoh and keep doing what He was doing at the Lord's command. Abraham was God's friend. When Abraham, when Abram was 90 years old and nine, the Lord appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am the Almighty God. Walk before me and be thou perfect. Notice, when He appeared to Abram, He is the Almighty God, and that's the name He gives for Himself. He doesn't give the name I am that I am. You say, but why is Lord there? For those of you that know where I'm headed, why is Lord there? Because did Abraham write this verse or did Moses write this verse? Moses wrote this verse. So Moses is writing it from a perspective of 2,513 years after creation. Isaac knew Abram's God. Isaac called Jacob and blessed him and charged him and said unto him, And God Almighty, bless thee. And make thee fruitful and multiply thee that thou mayest be a multitude of people and give thee the blessing of Abraham. Abraham and his son Isaac and his son Jacob all knew God as God Almighty. Jacob knew Abram's God. And God said unto him, Thy name is Jacob. Thy name shall not be called any more Jacob, but Israel shall be thy name. I am God Almighty. And the land which I gave Abraham and Isaac to thee, I will give it. But none knew Jehovah. And I appeared unto Abraham, unto Isaac, and unto Jacob by the name of God Almighty. But by my name Jehovah was I not known to them. I'm showing you this verse for the second time for you to appreciate Exodus 6.3 that Moses was given a revelation that had not been known before. One of the rules of Bible interpretation is progressive revelation. From Genesis to Revelation is a progress in the amount of information that God gives His people in church. The Old Covenant was beggarly. Weak, carnal, and pitiful in comparison to the revelation of the New Testament. It was shadows versus the reality. 
it keeps getting better. We know more than Moses. The name Jehovah, we haven't seen it yet. Psalm 83, verse 16, Fill their faces with shame, that they may seek thy name, O Lord. Let them be confounded and troubled forever. Yea, let them be put to shame and perish, that men may know that thou, whose name alone is Jehovah, art the Most High over all the earth. This is the name God revealed Himself to Moses by that Abram hadn't heard. And here we have some of its occurrences in our King James Bibles. Psalm 83. Whose name alone is Jehovah, who's the Most High over all the earth. Now we like some of the things we're learning about the name of God. I am that I am is different than just the three-letter word God. And He's the Most High over all the earth. Isaiah chapter 12, Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He also has become my salvation. Therefore with joy shall ye draw water out of the wells of salvation. There's a great hint here that I'm not going to distract you with right now, but it's found in the words salvation of where we are headed. God is known as the Lord Jehovah. And here's a double, because it's Jah-Jehovah. It's there twice, the abbreviated form Jah and the full version Jehovah. The name Jehovah in Isaiah 26. Favorite verses of some of us. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Trust ye in the Lord forever, for in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. But let the righteous be glad. Let them rejoice before God. Yea, let them exceedingly rejoice. Sing unto God. Sing praises to His name. Extol Him that rideth upon the heavens by His name, Jah, and rejoice before Him. A father of the fatherless and a judge of the widows is God in His holy habitation. God wants us to exalt Him, sing praises to Him by His name Jah, by His name Jehovah. From where do we get this word Jehovah? Now we had it in Exodus 6.3, a couple times in Psalms, a couple times in Isaiah. A total of four and a half times if we count Jah as a half. It's really just an abbreviated form of the same name. This is where we get Jehovah. This is where our translators got it from. This is where it came from long before our King James translators. Hebrew is read from right to left. These four Hebrew letters are found in your King James Bibles if you have an Oxford or a Cambridge edition. They are found at Psalm 119, verse 73, 33, 41, and 33. Jod, Heth, Va, Heth. They're there above... Psalm 119 is interesting. It has 22, eight verse sections for the 22 letters of the Hebrew alphabet. Each verse within each section starts by that letter. And your King James translators to help you out before each section put the Hebrew letter in its form and then its name. And you can look at it and find those four and see them for yourself. From where do we get Jehovah? Four consonants represent I am that I am. The four that I just showed you and told you about from Psalm 119. This is the sacred tetragrammaton. You say tetragrammaton, do I need to remember that word? No. Why don't you just remember four? A tetragrammaton, a tetragram, it's a geometrical shape. But it's also a word of four letters. Satan has aped our God, as he always has, with Zeus, Jov, Deuce, Isis, Allah, Saru, Adad, Ammon, and other four-letter combinations for false pagan gods. A tetragrammaton, or that word, now a tetragram is a four-letter word. Tetragrammaton is a longer word representing a special Tetragram. The sacred Hebrew, four consonants, 
YHWH, for God's glorious name given to Moses. It's only in your Bible 6,510 times in the Hebrew language. And we're going to see more about how it's translated as we progress. There's where we get it from. Given vowels from Adonai and Elohim, A and E, some have proposed Yahweh as the name of God. Sometimes you'll run into people claiming that the true name of God that we ought to be using is Yahweh. That's not found in the Bible a single time. This word is not once in a King James Bible, and there's very strong reasons as to why. It doesn't fit any Hebrew Jeho or Jah words. We're going to find out that there's a great number of words in our King James Bibles, starting with Jeho, Jeh, or Jah, and ending with Ia, or Jah, having suffixes or prefixes based on Jehovah. It wouldn't... A thousand words would disappear if Yahweh was the name of God. Y-H-W-H, when it's transliterated into other languages, it comes out this way, J-H-V-H. If you give it vowels from Adonai and Elohim, you end up with Jehovah. But I don't want to get do it that way. I want to tell you this. Or God gave it vowels and pronunciation in the burning bush at Mount Horeb to Moses. God pronounced it to Moses and told him to do so. We cannot pronounce an English word of four consonants without vowels, neither can Hebrew be pronounced without vowels. Our Baptist brother John Gill spent a great portion of his life writing the most thorough defense that he could that Jehovah had been pronounced as old as Mount Sinai. That God had given it to Moses, and he proves it century by century from the few existing documents that there are, but by the other evidence internal to the Old Testament. Just interesting. But when we add in vowels and accents, we get Jehovah. And this is where the word came from. It is in our King James Bibles, Exodus 6, 3, twice in Isaiah, a couple times in the book of Psalms. Four and one half times in our King James Bible. Jehovah in Exodus 6, Jah, Jehovah, the Lord Jehovah twice in the prophet Isaiah. And there's three Jehovah locations. Genesis 22 is Jehovah Jireh. In Genesis 22, Abraham was about to offer up his son Isaac, and the Lord provided a ram, remember? In the mount it shall be found, Jehovah Jireh. Abraham was one happy father to have found a substitute for his son Isaac. Is it cold in here? Wow, I can't answer that when I've got heads going up and down and sideways. Exodus chapter 17, Jehovah Nissi. This is God hath an oath against Amalek, and shall wipe his name out. Judges, Gideon appreciated this one, Jehovah Shalom, because he was scared out of his mind. He had put some food on a little fire, and an angel came down and touched it and burned it up and disappeared, and he thought he was going to die because he had seen God. And the name of it was Jehovah Shalom. He was safely kept. From where do we get Jehovah? The Jews would never say the name of God. So they just left it in four consonants that were not pronounceable, and they put vowel points over it for Adonai and Elohim, so they would pronounce one of those words instead. They would say Lord, or they would say God, but they would never say I am that I am, because they considered it an ineffable, sacred word that shouldn't be spoken or written. So they replaced it with Lord or God. Out of some degree of reverence and some degree of superstition because they didn't want to take the Lord's name in vain knowing that that was a very special name of God. The King James translators followed them by God's providence, but they did it with Lord in all capital letters to you for you to know when there is that Y-H-W-H, the four consonants representing I am that I am. 6,510 times in your King James Bibles, they use Lord in all capitals. What have we learned so far? Moses is first to know God's name. I am that I am, from Exodus chapter 3. Called Jehovah in Exodus chapter 6 and said, This is my name. I was known by the name Almighty God or God Almighty. Before you, Moses, but to you I am known by the name Jehovah. 
It is God's special, unique name. Our God's name is Jehovah. I am that I am. That is what it means. It separates Him from all other deities of men, all other gods. There is no other God with such a name. Oh, you're going to read stuff in the press nowadays that Allah is just another name for our God. No, that is not true. Jehovah is the name of our God, and it means I am that I am. Allah is the moon God of the Arabians, and He has no relationship at all to Jehovah. He is a made-up deity of the Arabians. There is no God or name like this. God is not enough sometimes. Our God is not like Allah or any other. And when we use just the word God, they say, well, Allah is a God. Allah is the only God. And we get in trouble. Use the name Jehovah, and it cuts through the fog of modern confusion because of using the word God indiscriminately. Prefixes. Jeho or Joe means Jehovah. Jehovah has. The Bible is so full of these names because names were meaningful in the Scriptures. Jehovah sustains. Jehezkiah, Jehovah strengthens. Jonadab, Jehovah impels. Notice it's just a J-O prefix for Jehovah. The other two had J-E-H-O, Jeho. You can see it more easily. Jehoshaphat, Jehovah judges. Joash, Jehovah hastens. Joel, Jehovah is God. Remember what I told you? Two of the names for God are Elohim, El, El Shaddai, God Almighty. Well, look at that little short name, Joel. Any? You want a great name? Joel. J-O, Jehovah, E-L, Elohim, God. Jehovah is God. How's that for four letters? Is that putting your, a child's name to good use? Joel. I enjoyed that. Suffix. Jah or Ia means Jehovah. Elijah. Here's the reverse of Joel. Eli. Elohim. Jah. Jehovah. God is Jehovah. Jehovah is God. Joel. God is Jehovah. Elijah. Those names are so meaningful. Are you seeing that you can't use Yahweh? Are you seeing this Jah and Jeho throughout the Bible? And I've just scratched the surface about the names in the Bible. Ahaziah, sustained by Jehovah. That's the opposite of Jehoahaz. Jehovah sustains. Nehemiah, consoled by Jehovah. Hezekiah, strength by Jehovah. Jeremiah, established by Jehovah. And hallelujah, praise ye Jehovah. Look at the J-A-H at the end. The hallelujah is to praise ye. Ye praise Jehovah, Jah, his shortened name. Children, who is this? Now that's harder. There's an old man standing and a younger man kneeling. I'll help you out. If this is Moses, and it's a big if, I had to draw it in a hurry. You all know better. I hope the only one good thing, the one thing I'm good at is trying to explain some of these things to you and I hope that it's, it makes sense when you go home. If this is Moses, who is this? Joshua. Joshua succeeded Moses. He was the son of Nun of the tribe of Ephraim. He was one of the twelve spies. He was Moses' right-hand man. His parents had named him Ashia. Joshua is, Joshua has six, excuse me, seven names in your King James Bible. We're going to see them. His parents had named him Ashia. Ashia means deliverer or savior. Does that fit? Does that fit Joshua? Did he deliver the people into the land of Canaan? Is Canaan a type of heaven? Did Joshua get the people from Egypt into the promised land? He did. Ashia. Joshua succeeded Moses. Moses named him Jehoshua. Can you guess what the first four letters mean? 
can you see that part of his previous name is still there? Jehoshua equals or means Jehovah is salvation. Moses ordained him to lead Israel and he led Israel into Canaan. And there's three more of his names. We've already looked at Ashia, Joshua, and Jehoshua, and we're going to come up on a seventh momentarily. What does Joshua mean? Joshua equals Jehoshua. Jeho, Jehovah, plus Shua, salvation. Jehovah equals I am that I am. So I am that I am is salvation. The name Joshua means I am that I am is salvation. Because Jah, J-O, is just short for Jeho, which is what Moses named him. I don't have all the references here to avoid cluttering the page. You can look them up with the concordance of your online Bible computer programs. Jeho, Shua, Jehovah is salvation. Jehovah, we've already been taught what it means from Exodus chapter 6 and Exodus 3. I am that I am. I am that I am is salvation. Jehovah God will provide the Savior. Jehovah God is the Savior. Jehovah God saves and delivers. And He did it with His church in the Old Testament into Canaan. And He did it with the general assembly of all God's elect into heaven. Joshua equals Jesus. Hebrew words change when they come into the Greek language and then we read them in English. So Elijah becomes Elias. Have you ever read Elijah in a New Testament? Never. You cannot read Elijah in a New Testament. Elijah is a Hebrew word coming into Greek and then into English and it becomes Elias. You have read Elias in the New Testament. Elisha becomes Eliseus. Isaiah becomes Isaiah. Because as it comes from Hebrew into Greek to English, they change. Joshua becomes Jesus. Acts chapter 7. Now pay attention. I know what time it is. You should have eaten faster. I love every one of you and you know that. Pay attention. Stephen is preaching in Acts 7. Our fathers had the tabernacle of witness. That's Moses' tent. Our fathers had the tabernacle of witness in the wilderness, as he had appointed, speaking unto Moses that he should make it according to the fashion that he had seen, which also our fathers that came after brought in with Jesus into the possession of the Gentiles, the seven nations of Canaan, whom God drave out before the face of our fathers unto the days of David. By just reading those two verses, you know that the event described here is between Moses and David. And it's going into some Gentile territory and taking possession of it. So when it says brought in with Jesus, that is Joshua, the successor of Moses. That's the seventh name of Joshua. Joshua equals Jesus. Anyone speaking Hebrew said Joshua. (laughs) Our anglicized version of it. How about Hebrews 4? Again, Hebrews 4, 7, He limited the certain day, saying in David, this is Psalm 95, Today, after so long a time, as it is said, Today, if you will hear His voice, harden not your hearts. For if Jesus had given them rest, then would He not afterward have spoken of another day. Verse 7 is from Psalm 95, so the event in verse 8 has to be in front of David, because if this Jesus had given them rest, then David in Psalm 95 wouldn't still be talking about a rest to come. This is Joshua. Joshua getting the church into the land of Canaan was not the real rest God intended. But this Jesus is Joshua, the successor of Moses. Jesus equals Joshua. Joshua is short for Jehoshua. Joshua equals Jehovah is salvation. Joseph named Mary's son Joshua. He didn't know Greek. Mary named her son Joshua. They were told to do so by angels. Joseph named him Joshua. The angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is by the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. 
it's Jesus because we're reading it in an English Bible where Hebrew words have come out of the Old Testament into Greek into English. Just like the two examples I just gave you where the successor of Moses was called Jesus. Yes, we love the name Jesus because it is our English word for Joshua of Nazareth. For he shall save his people from their sins. I love this. What does Joshua mean? Joshua means Jehovah is salvation. What does the angel explain to Joseph as to why he's being named Jesus or Joshua? Because he shall save his people from their sins. It perfectly ties in with the definition that we've already obtained. And he shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Jesus in Greek equals Hebrew Joshua. Jesus equals Jehovah is salvation. The name Jesus means Jehovah is salvation. The angel defined his name. Jesus would save us from our sins, and he did just that. Mary named him Joshua. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. I was known to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob as Almighty God. But this is the first time I have revealed Jehovah. And it's to you, Moses. And it's a memorial to be kept throughout all generations. And then we read that Moses renamed his successor, who was going to take the people into Canaan, Jehoshua, or Jesus in our way of looking at that name, meaning Jehovah is salvation. Jesus equals Joshua. Joseph named him Joshua. Mary named him Joshua. Joshua becomes Jesus when it comes to the Greek language to us. Jesus means Jehovah is salvation. He would save His people from sin. The great Jehovah, I am that I am, would provide the Savior. He was the Savior. He sent His only begotten Son who had the fullness of the Godhead dwelling in Him to lay down His life for His sheep. Did Jesus know I am? John eight fifty six. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day. And he saw it and was glad. Then said the Jews unto him, Thou art not yet fifty years old. And hast thou seen Abraham? Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Before Abraham was, I am. If Jesus would have said, Before Abraham was, I was, he would be eternal, or older than Abraham. But he didn't say that. He knew the verb was because he used it before Abraham was. I am. What they do immediately in the next verse? They tried to stone him to death. Who really named Jesus? Was it Joseph? Was it Mary? Philippians 2.9 Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. God named the Lord Jesus Christ. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. This is Jehovah sending His Son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, condemning sin in the flesh. He's telling us their names. It's all revealed to us in the Bible. 
We have a Savior. We have a God. He's our Father. He loves us. And He's exalted our older brother to deliver us from every enemy, as we learned on Sunday. And every knee shall bow before Him, including Lucifer, and including everyone on this planet that will not worship Him now. And they will confess that Jesus of Nazareth, Joshua of Nazareth, Jehovah is salvation of Nazareth, is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Do you love Jesus Christ? The Lord Jesus Christ, Jesus of Nazareth, is His personal name. That I, There were lots of Joshua's in Israel. But when you would say Jesus of Nazareth, that means you're limiting it to a Jesus from the town of Nazareth. That's why that appellation to His name. Christ is the anointed Messiah of God. Christ is Messiah from Hebrew to Greek. It's tw- Messiah is twice only in the book of Daniel. Christos, the Messiahs is in the New Testament twice. Lord is supreme sovereign ruler. When we say the Lord Jesus Christ, we mean that Jesus of Nazareth is the anointed Messiah of God to deliver our souls, and He's the sovereign ruler of the universe. Why no Jehovah in the New Testament? God's providential choice for us, we always go there. Two languages alter words. Jehovah is from the Hebrew language. That's where the Tetragrammaton was formed. We already know that the New Testament God is Jehovah. We don't need to have it repeated. I run into this often. Let me chase a 30 or 45 second rabbit. I run into it often. It's why certain things aren't repeated in the New Testament. That is because the New Testament writers expected you to know the Old Testament. The apostles of the Lord Jesus Christ had most of their ministries in synagogues where they were dealing with people who had read and heard read the Old Testament Scriptures, Jews or Gentile proselytes. Did, do you know how many verses there are in the New Testament that endorse or explain or describe corporal punishment for children? None. You're supposed to know that. All it takes is one verse in Ephesians 6 and one verse in Colossians 3 Fathers, bring your children up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Well, how am I supposed to do that? Go read Proverbs. What's the real name of God? Go read your Old Testament. A name above every name. Jesus equals Joshua. Jesus equals Jehovah is salvation. Jesus was named to be Savior by the angel to Joseph in Matthew chapter 1. God gave this name to exalt Him. Closing our prayers is powerful. When we pray... And we say, in Jesus' name, amen. Do you know what you're saying? You are saying, I am that I am is salvation. I am that I am is the Savior. Enoch never heard the name Jehovah, nor Noah, nor Abraham. Let us never flip it off our tongues foolishly. But when we come to the end of our prayers, because the Lord Jesus Christ said, Whatsoever ye shall ask in my name believing, ye shall receive, He wants us to use it. In Jesus' name, Amen. But what a name. What a name. You open up the New Testament, Matthew 1.1, the book of the generation of Jesus Christ. What does that mean to you? Do those English syllables ring to you? Do they have a cadence and do they have a meaning and do they have a sense that reaches into your soul, your heart, your mind, your spirit that you're about to read a book about Jehovah in the flesh and Jehovah's salvation provided for us? Mark chapter 1. There was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit and he cried out saying, Let us alone. What have we to do with thee? Thou Jesus of Nazareth. The devils knew who he was. What have we to do with thee, thou Jesus of Nazareth? Art thou come to destroy us? They knew they were speaking to Jehovah in the flesh. I know thee who thou art, the Holy One of God. Acts chapter 3. There's a beggar laid at the gate of the temple who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alms. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, 
Look on us. I know some of you appreciate this passage. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And what does the Bible tell us about his ankle bones and legs? They received strength and he stood up and leaping. He walked with them. And the apostles get called by the rulers of the Jews as to this miracle because it is causing quite a stir in Jerusalem because the whole population of Jerusalem had to pass this man for many years to even get into the temple. So we're in Acts chapter 4. And here's Peter's explanation. Be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. The name, the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. Because the name is, I am that I am, is the Savior. That is the the meaning of the name of Jesus. And we are to believe on the name of His Son, Jesus Christ. Acts chapter 9, Saul of Tarsus is on his way to Damascus. He fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And Saul of Tarsus was seeing the same kind of brilliance that Moses saw from a burning bush because he was seeing the glory of Jehovah on the road to Damascus. And he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. If you were to see, or if you were to hear, in sincerity and truth, the Lord Jesus Christ, it would change your life, and it should change your life, and it should change all of our lives tonight. The Creator of this little speck of dust called the earth. His name is Jehovah, and His Son is Jesus. Jehovah is salvation. You don't want to meet Jehovah without His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Jehovah means I am that I am. Jesus means I am that I am has saved you. I am that I am is salvation. I am that I am is a Savior. We want that Shua attached to Jehovah. What wilt thou have me to do? And he burned himself out the rest of his life. Here's what he had to say about it. I thank Christ Jesus our Lord, who hath enabled me, for that he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry who was before a blasphemer and a persecutor and injurious. But I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord was exceeding abundant with faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. Jehovah said, In the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. The New Testament message tells us, Jehovah Shua, Jesus, came to save sinners of whom Paul said he was chief. Acts 19, in what name were you baptized? Then said Paul, John verily baptized with a baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him which should come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. When you're baptized, you're baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. What does the name mean? Jehovah, I am that I am, the God of the burning bush has provided a Savior for you in His Son. Then certain of the vagabond Jews, exorcists, took upon them to call over them, which had evil spirits, the name of the Lord Jesus. 
saying, We adjure you by Jesus whom Paul preacheth. And there were seven sons of one Sceva, a Jew and chief of the priests, which did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus, I know. And Paul, I know. But who are ye? And one devil-possessed man stripped, stripped seven Jewish exorcists naked and chased them out into the street. But Jesus, I know. Do you love your Jesus? You just sang a bunch of songs about how much you trust His name when you're tempted by sin. Trust His name when you're scared. And we're going to trust His name when we pass through the curtain of death. And we are looking forward to singing praises to His name for all eternity. The greatest name above every name in this world and in the world to come. 1 Corinthians 6, you be thankful for the name of Jesus. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived. We all fall into this passage. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetousness, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but ye are washed, but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. It was Jehovah is the Savior that is going to, has stood in for you and shall stand in for you and does so every day, making intercession for you. This is His commandment that we should believe on the name of His Son, Jesus Christ. Jehovah is salvation, the Messiah. Jesus Christ. Know what you're reading when you read the Bible. And love one another as He gave us commandment. And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Jehovah of the burning bush. Take your shoes off because you're standing on holy ground. Jehovah is salvation. Do all in His name, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. If any man love not the Lord Jesus Christ, let him be anathema, maranatha. He which testifieth these things saith, Surely I come quickly. Amen. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. The end of our Bibles. Genesis 1.1 In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. At the end of the book of the Bible, we know the name of that God and the name of His Son. He's our Savior and He's coming for us soon. Even so, come, Lord Jesus.